Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are Merely Role Players, where theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this studio production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories for your entertainment and ours, and we use role-playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming, because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. In this production, we're playing the classic edition of Fiasco, designed by Jason Morningstar and published by Bully Pulpit Games, with a playset called When the Music Stopped. Please take your seats in the studio. Tonight's production is about to begin. The band is getting back together. 67 years we've been going. I'm not getting any younger. Might be time for me to finally hang up my theremin. We gotta take it back to where it all began. Back to the beanstalk. And then there will be a ceremonial handing over. So, you are the famous Greg. If you told me two weeks ago when I first met with Sue that I'd be getting a replacement who's a stonemason, well, I'd say get the fuck out of here. You've got a beautiful gravelly voice, like you gargling rock salt. You will be the new Bilbo. I am your master now. Players Studio Production Act 2 of 3 So we've got the band back together essentially. Yeah. We're on the road to doing this last show at the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. So we could be in rehearsals, we could be sort of plotting things together, there could be some problems that might come up. What I'm saying is, I can't think of anything right now, I'm not being decisive enough, so I would choose to resolve cool. the scene. Sure. This could be Bilbo beginning Greg's training and trying to push him towards this this ceremonial final binge. Mm. Yeah, we've, we've had the decision montage, mm. now we need the training montage. Oh yeah. This is Bilbo beginning to mould, to carve Greg yeah. into into the shape of, yeah, of nice. a successorism. <laughs> like it. <laughs> this takes place at our rehearsal venue, perhaps an old mm. theatre that has also been bought by the band. Yeah, by, by, by so the not name. Your bar. Not a great space for rehearsing. You know the twenty band members that we have. You know what twenty? We have twenty. And, well, you we've know, got two theremin players. <laughs> you know what's 20... a great space for band rehearsals? Where's that? Is uh, like an industrial unit with a, a shutter shutter on the door. That's, That's very true. true. That's a really good point. Yeah. Surrounded by <laughs> morbid and and or phallic imagery. Mm-hmm. Never and never the twain should mix. <laughs> so here we are. So it's been set up. A stage has been installed, yeah, because we know we're going to be here for a while. This is going to be yeah. a, a big, a big gig. Mm-hmm. So the lighting's been rigged. The sound system's been rigged. We've actually decided, or Mike's decided, to incorporate some of his carvings into the set dressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will be surrounded by for acoustic, by, you know, yeah. bafflement. We'll be surrounded by angel dicks and yeah. morbid, yeah. Um, morbid carvings. Ch- cherubim, cherubim dicks. Cherubim. Yeah, they're not. They're not angels. Okay. They're Thanks little. So they're little cherubs, but with massive 
I don't know if I've mentioned this before. They're little cherubs with massive, massive cards. Yep, fair enough. So just moving past that just for a moment. Uh, so there are quite a few band members are up on the stage and are like tuning. Um, Sue's up on the stage, you know, desperately trying to assemble Wafting. all of her. You know, she's mm-hmm. got like three roadies just looking after her. One to like permanently waft her, yeah. uh, her dress or her cardigan. Yeah. Uh, and two people just trying to set all the instruments that you yeah. play up. Theremin, oboe, guitar, mm-hmm. harp. Yeah. 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 So what other what other band members of 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 the band got? So I think we've got at least five backing singers. Yeah. yeah. And and they do the typical like sway and click yeah. thing yeah. that all yeah, backing yeah, yeah. dancers do. What while doing Duel of the Fates style like uh, chanting. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. We've got a very old drummer who might be the son of the original drummer, but is still ancient. And I think he looks a little bit like you know, you know, the, the steamstress chap in Toy Story that puts Woody yes. back together. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like he's tiny and he's got big bulging eyes and yeah, he just yeah. he looks yeah, very, yeah. very delicate and then he approaches the drums and it's like a huge Neil Pert or Dream yeah. Theatre style drum rig with like drums everywhere. And he just picks him up and he just turns into an absolute beast and he goes full animal on them and yeah, yeah, yeah. soon. Uh, I feel like we have a, a, a keys player who we've never actually seen the face of, like Daft Punk style. Nice. Always, oh. always helmeted or shrouded in Ooh. some way. Keys players are always quiet and intellectual, mm. just want to sit at the back. Yeah, the and especially in this kind of band with like the, the metal aspects as well, it, it's occasional like wibbly wailing <laughs> and like a single keys rather. <laughs> and then occasionally they get to do full uh, crazy organ. runs organ yeah. stuff yeah. Rick Wakeman style <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, have they got like multiple oh yeah yeah, racks yeah. On racks on yeah. racks his nickname is the octopus because when he's playing his arms yeah. just move so quickly and it looks like he's got eight in my in my imagination the, the helmet that obscures the key player's face is the helmet from the kids TV show Nightmare <laughs> Sure, amazing. Wow. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yes. I feel like not a he though. I feel like we don't know. Yeah. yeah good point. Yeah. Good point. Completely androgynous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alex, who else is in the band? <laughs> going around the table. Going around the table. I think you've definitely got a percussionist. No one's really sure how, when, or why they joined the band, but they've been with them again for a, a long period of time, so they're just kind of a staple. Mm-hmm. But you've got the usual twinkly little sort of bells, the bongos, um, maracas, mm-hmm. tambourines, more cowbell than you can shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've you've got and and there and I'm trying to think what they look like again, bald with a huge moustache that is actually wider than their own head. Nice, nice. I feel like what we have is not a band but an orchestra. Well, yeah, I was going to say because we every, because the like the drums and the keys and all of this stuff sounds so like fiddly twiddly widdly. I want the bassist to just be like a garage bassist, mm-hmm. like yes, only ever uses the E string. She's on a Zimmer frame. Yeah, she's got a blue rinse, uh, and she's <laughs> been swinging that bass for. 30 years. Yeah. Is it an upright or is it like a... Oh, no, it's a, it's a rock bass. It's a rock bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I think to finish it off, naturally we have our didgeridoo player. <laughs> um, she mm-hmm. is a, a native Australian Aboriginal mm-hmm. um, with with a big sort of dreadlocked um, hair that runs down her back. Um, and she comes on for one song, plays one sustained drone throughout the entire... Um, song and then goes back to the dressing room but gets yeah. paid the same as all the other <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. musicians yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're all furious yeah yeah <laughs> no guitarists <laughs> no no guitarists we've got a bass guitarist we've got a bass. that's true we've got a theremin and an oboe <laughs> and keys and keys and a, cow- should, and a cowbell should we have um, a ridiculously young guitarist sure what do they yeah. look like she is uh, quite nerdy looking for some reason, has got big flared trousers. She's somebody's granddaughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
big big glasses. I think she's the drummer's granddaughter, so she's got the same <laughs> big eyes as the drummer. She looks exactly the same as him, but yeah, just slightly with, different hairstyle. With like a really, really like sort of like boring haircut, just like straight. Everything's straight, and she just plays fairly like robotically plays very well but yeah. there is very little emotion Bilbo isn't on stage at the moment okay. there is a large leathery armchair the consistency of the leather resembles his skin that he is currently sleeping on <laughs> when you Greg enter mm-hmm. into the rehearsal space with all this noise going on around you hello everybody I'm Greg I'm new I think maybe only one or two of the band like wave <laughs> yeah maybe the bassist Sue, Sue waves but it's with the theremin <laughs> The drummer can't see you because of the drums. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that the new boy? I stand here, do I? The mic in the middle? Yeah, that's where you stand. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I'm afraid I don't know any of your songs. The, um, I think the, the young guitarist just kind of m- monotonely hands <laughs> you the, uh, the, uh, just the sheet music. Because no one else plays with sheet music, but she does. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 okay. There are no lyrics on here? You've got to feel the lyrics in your soul, Greg. Feel them. All right, well, I suppose there's only one way to find out if this is going to work, isn't there? Bilbo! Do, do you count me in? Is that how that... Wait, Bilbo. Bilbo! Ah! <laughs> right, ah. It's showtime! Rock, rock and roll. Hey, good to see you. How are you? Goes around sort of high-fiving and slapping people on, on, the, on the back and uh, assumes the position uh, at the front of the stage. Now listen Just to me. Edging Greg out. Greg. <laughs> Greg has been standing. Stay dry. Stay dry. Stay dry. Stay dry. Okay, over there. Just Okay. Now watch this. You're about to see something terrific. And what I want you to do is I want you to copy everything that I'm doing. Okay? But make sure you include your own spin on it. Being the front man is about creating your own persona. But just make sure you do it quite like me, because that's what people will be paying tickets, to, uh, paying for the tickets will want to come and see. Understand? Understood, Master. Okay. Five, six, seven, and everybody begins playing this really fucking cacophonous, random set of notes. Everybody is playing something slightly different. There's the droning from the didgeridoo. Um, the, the the drummer is a couple of beats behind, but he's like going all the way around the tom. <laughs> Just over and over again. And, and is this what it's supposed to sound like? Or are the band really out of practice? No, so I think this is what it's supposed to sound like. I think it's like in, you know, the Beatles, A Day in the Life, or whatever that song's called, in the middle, when oh, you have yeah. like, that orchestral swell that makes no fucking sense, but is genius, because of course it's genius. Um, there, Everyone's just building up to that. And then suddenly there's just silence and you hear the noise of the theremin. <laughs> and, and what is Bilbo doing that Greg is supposed to imitate here? So you see him begin to sort of rhythmically sway from side to side and every so often he grabs his hip because it's playing up a little bit. It's like, oh, fuck. Um, but he's got enough He's got enough uppers in his body at the moment that he is, you know, belying the, the, the number of years he's been alive. He's just, like, beginning to sway. Uh, and then he just starts to, like, jerk convulsively. I'm thinking, you know, in the music video for the Talking Heads, um, once in a lifetime, when he's wearing like the giant suit and he's just like, he's just like jerking around and standing in one place. That's how he begins, and then as the theremin solo sort of fades, he just lets out this banshee wail, just this like high B flat um, note sustains, and then silence, and then the band will come in again uh, into play again. And I think the the problem that everybody can see is that. 
Greg physically can't keep up with what Bilbo is doing because mm. Greg is not on any uppers mm. or any drugs of any kind. No, absolutely. I think Bilbo dances around the stage and every so often notices that, that Greg is standing awkwardly to one side, um, sort of gazing over at the sheet music that the other musicians have got and they sort of rudely like elbow him out the way because he's invading their personal space and so Bilbo sort of sort of scampers over to where Greg is currently standing and sort of he grabs you by the back of the neck and pulls you over and he says this is the part where you you gaze deeply into the eyes of the bass player and you start to do a little jig to what they're playing and he sort of does that there's a moment where the rest of the band sort of cut down a little bit and it's just like the, there's a bass solo halfway through the song of course there is and Bilbo and the bass player do the intense eye contact that musicians occasionally do when they're both completely out of their out of their minds but they are sort of doing doing a little 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 dance together. Um, and then Bilbo steps to one side and slaps you on the back towards the bass player. Uh, and Greg is Greg is really trying. Greg has decided that like if this is the way his life is going, he is going to commit and try and do the best that he can. Mm-hmm. He is, like I say, physically incapable of some of the movements that Bilbo is is pulling off. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just like has not found his persona yet, is mm-hmm. still very inhibited. Mm-hmm. But is trying, and there, there is like there is something under there. Mm-hmm. There is a hint of like the front man that Greg could become, mm-hmm. but it just it cannot crack out of the stone shell just nice. yet. Uh, Bilbo says, out, "Out of my good, Greg, good. Keep it, keep going, keep it moving." It then the music naturally sort of um, transforms into the oboe solo portion of this epic nine-minute track. And Sue, as she's been wont to do in the past, will step forward and show that a little bit as if she's playing a guitar solo. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the, all the spotlights suddenly click on her and everyone's focuses on her. And Bilbo whispers into Greg's ear, this is where Sue tries to take over the song. So you're going to want to go over there and try and steal the spotlight back from her. And Sue is eyeballing Greg. Yeah. Like and she, th- this, is, this is the game mm. that she and Bilbo play. And she knows that that is Bilbo's goal in her solo. And she knows that Greg has got to take over that mantle. So it's it's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it is. A duel. Bilbo steps back and suddenly all the other lights on the stage go out except two spotlights. One on Sue and one on Greg. Uh, and as they lock eyes, uh, something activates in Greg. Like, Greg has begun to see Sue as this avatar of death. And all of this, like all of the imagery that he puts into his stonemasonry work, he sees in Sue's eyes. Mm-hmm. And where Bilbo was doing all of this kind of like uh, like jerky jagger type movements, Greg stares deeply into Sue's eyes, slowly begins to move, slowly begins to like rhythmically rock. And it turns into a full head bang, his wispy hair flinging backwards and forwards, mm, all the yes, way Greg. back and forward over his head as he starts to really feel the oboe. <laughs> nice. Amazing. Nice. And Mike, you backstage are aware now that the follow spot operators, one of them dims down so that, in fact, the, the, the follow spot is just now on Greg. He has won the duel between the two of them in this yeah. moment. Sue, on her knees playing the oboe and then just flourishes and points to Greg. And you realise, as she's pointing, it is initially like a yes to you, the champion. And then she's like, help help me out, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so arm outstretched to be like, no, just give, give a lass a hand, please. 
Uh, and then Bilbo, as the song is building up towards the end, towards the crescendo, everybody is soloing, everybody's riffing off of each other, the backing dancers are going absolutely nuts, the drummer's about to have a heart attack. Um, Bilbo grabs Greg by the shoulder and says, Now, stage dive, and throws you off the front of the stage. There's no audience. Yeah. There's a couple of crew, like Mike, you're probably standing down there watching, or you're at the, you're at the buttons or something. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and you are flung off. What happens? Uh, Greg face plants into the floor of the workshop, you probably Mike, chips a tooth. Mike doesn't catch him? Oh, I see, I, th- I think Mike saw this coming, because he's been oh, with okay. the band for so long. He knows that you are prone to do stuff that makes little to no sense. And he he sees you grab, say, stage dive, and as fast as this squat, but very powerful legs can carry him, <laughs> he runs centre stage, and as you are flung directly off, off the stage, he catches you in a dirty in a, dancing, yeah, dirty dancing <laughs> style, um, and just holds you there. And he goes, "This is kind of what I'll probably feel like. I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit!" <laughs> Uh, and as we build to the big rock ending, everybody's going absolutely mad on on their instruments. Bilbo goes over to the to the Aboriginal woman, grabs the didgeridoo, and runs over to the percussionist and starts smashing up all of the all of the little drums and the bongos and stuff with with the um, didgeridoo, and then throws it out into the crowd. Runs down the front of the stage, grabs you by the hand, pulls you back onto the stage, and says, "The big rock ending." And you both go up to the drum riser, and everybody is going mad, mad, mad on their instruments. And they're all getting ready to play that final note to signify the song's done. And we're going to jump off at the same time. As that final note is about to be played, the final cymbal splash, the final, you know, note on the guitar and the oboe to be played. um, Bilbo does his his signature, like jumping up in in the air, sort of punk style with his legs sort of out Uh to the side. But Greg does something much bigger. Yeah, Greg just gets a completely different message uh, from what he's being cued to do. Follows his own heart, leaps and like power slides on his knees across the, the, the width of the stage to land in front of the frontman Mike. Mm. Nice. And I think Bilbo has uh, not stuck the landing and has twisted a knee as he lands, so he collapses in a heap on, on the stage, meaning that all the lights and every, all the focus is now focusing on Greg and he's off in the shadows. You, you hear a, like a, a discordant squeak as Sue has spotted this moment and the oboe is just like... You've broken a reed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In shock. <laughs> and in that moment, even though it's just crew and a few hangers-on and family that are watching the rehearsal, everybody just bursts into applause and the rest of the musicians crowd Greg and lift you up on mm. their shoulders. I mean, how are we going to top that for the gig? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we come to Natalie. Yes. Would you like to establish or resolve the next scene? I, I would like to establish the next scene. Um, and I think it's I think it's Mike and Sue mm-hmm. chatting after the rehearsal mm. about the fact that it's going to be at the Beanstalk mm-hmm. and what mm. that means. Yeah. Well, that went well. Surprisingly, so yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked. Oh, I'm like, I won't lie. I didn't think the little dweeb had it in him. I'm proud of you. You know. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, you. I've seen you lift things before. Oh, you have. Yes, it's your it's your last one. Uh, uh, yeah, that and the, that and the cherubs with the big digs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. I, I would never. I would never undermine their importance in your life. Yeah. But, but lifting. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first calling. Cherubs and, and lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting is what, and I've never seen you lift anything. 
the way you lifted that young boy. Oh, no. And, and you had all that animosity between you. Oh, beforehand. so much animosity. And yet you put all that aside because you knew in that moment yeah. that is what you had to do. It's got to be done. Otherwise he'd have, well, he'd face planted on the concrete. That would have been awkward. Yeah, he'd have busted his nose right open. Clara all over the floor. Probably could have sued us. It's a, it's a good point. And you you don't sue Sue. You do not sue Sue. No one sues Sue. Many husbands have tried. Have they? There's something I want to talk to you about, Sue. Yes, Mike. I think you know what's going to be. I think I do. The beanstalk. The beanstalk, yes. I don't mind us going back to the beanstalk. A lot of good memories. So many good memories at that venue. It made us. It did. However. Yes. does bring us back into contact with that slimy, stealing, no good venue owner. Tito. Tito. Yeah. His name is Tito Luna. He's our nemesis. Sorry, Tito was his brother. Yeah, he was a nice one. You hear from like a shared past memory just his irritating cackle. <laughs> yeah, Tito. Tito, yes. We need to we need to get him back. He's this never... will be our opportunity. Yeah, I've got a plan. I've got a plan, sis. Do you want to hear my plan? Alright. Yeah. I'm going to murder him. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite extreme. Yeah, but he deserves it, though. He don't. He, well. Remind me what he did again. Oh. It's been a long time. Don't you remember, sis? He's been profiting off the bloody Sherpas. He has no right. No one shafts the Sherpas. That's another, that's another one of our sayings. No one shafts the Sherpas. No one. So you want for killing him? Well. Yeah, all right. Great. Cracking. Really looking forward to it. Um, What's your plan? How are you uh, going to go about it? Well, I've got a little secret plans for when it actually happens. So I don't want to reveal that. I want to keep oh. that sort of under wraps. Well, um, how can I help if I'm not in on the, on the stage? Well, no, 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 no. Like, you can help with the killing, but there'll be like a little surprise fanfare at the end. Right. Uh, so that'll be a little surprise just to... I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, so that's why I've let that slip. Sure. But um, I'm thinking of beheading him. Right, you, right. You, you look a bit taken aback. Well, the, I mean, there's, if, if you need to get rid of someone... Yeah. Like, there's efficient ways of doing it. Chopping their heads off is pretty efficient. But there's also a messy way. I mean, and, and you know me, I love a bit of mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, what's your plan after the beheading? See, that is my problem. I never think about a clean-up. Yeah, exactly. Right. And who's got to always clean up after your messes? Sue, that's who. Sue. Yeah, good point. Right. Um, so maybe not the sword, then. Oh, you do like that sword? I do, yeah. I think I can get it out of that rock. I've been looking at it. And I think if I give it like a right sort of twist and jerk, it'll come straight out. If anyone could do it, Mike, it'd be you. I know. I think it's my destiny. I think it's my calling to use that sword to kill Tito. And if anything, the sword itself represents your two life's callings. Yeah. Coming together. You know, it's yeah. the stone. Working the stone. Yeah. And lifting. And lifting, yeah, and lifting. Don't forget the lifting. Because I'm going to lift the sword and hit him with it. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Perfect, yeah. So, so we, 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 you, you up for open with that? If we're going to have one last gig, 
And it's going to be at the place where it all began. We should invite him on stage and pretend that it's like a celebration for him yes. and all his work he's done. And then, and then I'll kill him. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. If Bilbo and the Sherpas are going to end, we'd better go down in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Blood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. No take backsies. No, you're right. Is there some sort of, like, twin swear that you have to do? Immediately when you said twin swear... <laughs> I was like, I just, fuck! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just go, fuck yes. <laughs> twins. T- twins. <laughs> Sherpa till I die. No, Sherpa till I die. Um, no, my shafts the Sherpas. We didn't know they and the world's been turned. <laughs> no, my shafts the Sherpas. <laughs> Rock reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actual rock reference. All right, lovies. It's me, Matt, your compare and voice of Greg Nevin. While the other players are warming up for the next scene, why don't you and I take a look through the programme? So I realised pretty late in the day that this coming Thursday, 27th of October marks five years since we released our first episode, Act One of Ariadne in the Blackshaw Saga. Realised that way too late to actually do any kind of celebration or special episode like you might expect, but what would be lovely is if you'd wish us a happy five-year anniversary on somewhere that you follow us. Whether that's at Merely Roleplay on Twitter, or at Merely Roleplayers on Instagram, or merely roleplayers.tumblr.com, or in a comment on one of our videos on YouTube, perhaps. Wherever it is that you keep up with us, we would love to get a message of happy five years, congrats on five years, five more years, or if you really want to go the extra mile, tell us something that you've loved about the show over the past five years. That's right. It's a big milestone anniversary, five years since our first episode, and we're putting all of the emphasis on you telling us nice things rather than us making new content for you. How about that for defeating hustle culture? As well as that, other things upcoming. Alexander Pankhurst, who plays Mike Sherpa in this series, and who you'll also have enjoyed as Graham in Vigil, our ongoing main house series. Uh, Graham, the demon accountant. Uh, Alex is the compare, one of the two compares of a regular comedy night in London. The next dates are going to be the 2nd and the 23rd of November at half past seven in the evening. That's the 2nd and the 23rd of November, 7.30pm. The night is called Top and Bottom Comedy, and you can find it at Top and Bottom Comedy on Instagram. There'll be links to buy tickets from that profile. So if you're in London and you find Alex funny, I know I certainly do in this series and many others, uh, then get yourself a very, very reasonably priced ticket and come along to that. Alex will be comparing in between acts and you'll get to see uh, a good nine or ten great up-and-coming London comics doing their five minutes. Finally, 
If you've been enjoying the well-endowed cherub statue content of Monumental Exit, then I feel comfortable recommending to you another actual play podcast called Adventurers Anonymous. They play Dungeons and Dragons, they drink cocktails while they're doing it, it is light on plot and heavy on drunken silliness, and here is a trailer for it. Hi there, my name's AJ and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Join us week by week as a rotating cast of six dangerously codependent dipshits drink cocktails and attempt to chronicle their continuing adventures in a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Along the way, they'll discover the true importance of friendship, family and personal hygiene. It's always fun, often inappropriate, but never knowingly serious. We hope you enjoy. And with that, please close your programs and take your seats once again in the studio. Act two of Monumental Exit will resume very shortly. Alex, this is going to be a mic-focused scene. Do you want to establish or resolve? I'm gonna I'm gonna bail again and and go resolve. Cool. I think we need something between Mike and Bilbo. Yeah, yeah. we haven't really chatted no. much yet. Yeah, that would be good. And I'm interested in this relationship as well because we don't have anything established about it. Whether because Bilbo is the front man and Mike is a roadie, mm-hmm. does Bilbo respect Mike at all? I think if a roadie has been with a band long enough, it's it's almost like family because they all go on the road mm. together. They yeah. do the gigs together. They might not travel mm. in the same yeah. road buses or stay at the same hotels. But back in the old days when we were all you know camping and staying at shitty little motels and stuff when we're touring, we probably would have yeah. got quite close. So maybe there was an incident that happened before yeah. you helped me or saved me or something. If there is an incident in Bilbo and Mike's shared past, mm. could this be Mike calling in a favour? Okay, like it. So the scene is, we are back at BB's in one of the private booths. Mm-hmm. I've been partying. There's a couple of unconscious mm-hmm. guys and girls sort of scattered around bottles yeah. of, you know, whiskey yeah. scattered along the table. Um, I'm currently rubbing something very chemical into my gums. Bongella? Uh, yes, Bongella. <laughs> I get awful ulcers. And uh, you're stopped by security. I'm, I'm here to see Bilbo. Who are you again? Uh, I'm, I'm Mike. Mike. Mike Sherpa? You know, I'm the, I'm the roadie. Bilbo's resting. What? He needs to sleep. Yeah, no, I'm, I really need to speak to him now. Yeah, but he needs his beauty sleep. I mean, he, he'll be asleep for a very long time if he's trying to get beautiful, darling. Right, so he needs to be left alone. Okay. We can take a message. No, no, no! I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. No, no, no! It's, it's a private message between myself, Mike Sherpa, and you know my my sister Sue Sherpa. She's in a band. Oh, 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 oh. is this is this message illegitimate? <gasps> uh, is this an is this a below the counter sort of uh, thing that you're organising? Yes. Does this mean we get to ask for a bribe? I think it means we get a court. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Christ. Yes, you'll get cut. 
the amount to be decided later. That's okay, yeah? Sounds good to me. Tell yeah. Bill Bowl that he has to. You have to yeah. cut us in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do. I'll definitely do that. I'll definitely Don't do that. Don't forget Karen and Dave. Karen and Dave. Karen and Dave. You guys, champion, proper Christy, lovely. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'll just go through. Yeah. Go through then, Sunshine. Ah. Go. Thanks. Thanks so much. Bilbo, how are you? Mike. Good to see you, my friend. Those ulcers still bothering you? Ah, the Bongella is doing a, right, uh, a treat. <clears throat> good stuff. Good Excuse stuff. me, frog in my throat. I know. I Hell know. of a party. I know. I know how you feel. Uh, <clears throat> you got through okay? Yeah. No problem? Yeah, yeah. Karen, big, big Karen and sweaty Jim didn't give you any problem? No, it's Dave. Uh, he, he likes to pretend he's called Dave. I like calling him sweaty Jim. Oh, right, okay. Right, well, I've got, I've got a bit of a problem. Oh, please, come and sit down. Yeah, <laughs> just so... just push some of those guys on the floor. Okay. Lightweights. I know what they I don't, mean. They can't party like they used to in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just toss one over my shoulder. <laughs> Lifting. I know. Take a seat, and he pours you um, uh, overly generous cup of uh, scotch, and slides oh, it along the table. Bilbo, I do love your style. I neck it, slam it down. Likewise, I turn to Bilbo. I look him dead in his eyes, but I can't. He's wearing sunglasses. Always, um, always, always. Bilbo, we have a problem, and we think you can help. You know, Tito Luna. He's a good man. Tito Luna, they, of course, the manager at uh, the Beanstalk. So he might not be as good as uh, you think. I've found out some information. He has been profiting off of our name. Making it out that it was the Beanstalk that really started our careers and has been gaining an awful lot of profit. From this, people come to see the beanstalk. It's like um, it's like that um little little place in uh, Liverpool, the 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 bunker, isn't it? The cave, that mm. one, you know, with the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's like that. Good boys, but uh, they're all right. But problem is, he's been getting money from it, but he's not been cutting us in. Whoa, Mike, Mike, <clears throat> I'm on a hell of a come down right now. I don't want to make it worse. I don't You're make it worse. Making me paranoid. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a plan, though. Me and Sue have got a plan. We're going to kill him. Mike, even for me, that is accelerating at 125 miles an hour. You're just saying he's, for a moment he might be stealing from me, from, no, he's from my stealing. band. He's definitely stealing. But do you want to kill him? Yeah, yeah. I get right? it. You want a gun? And he reaches down and pulls out like a full like Uzi that has just been resting on his lap and lays it oh, no, on the table and slides oh, it over oh, to you. Oh, it's you. yours. No, please, oh, please. Okay, thank you very much. So he takes. You want another one? He pulls no, out a stubby no. shotgun and lays it down on the table and slides that towards you. Jesus, you're packing. Brass knuckles. He throws those out. Oh, Nunchucks. <laughs> throws those out on the table. Hand grenades. And it's like an old German World War II grenade. <laughs> slides it all along the table to you. No. He's going to go out the way I want him to. I will keep all of this. <laughs> um, but I've got, a, I've got another plan for him. The way that you can help is that you can get him onto the stage. We need him on stage, front and centre. Now, oh, that's not what you want, what you like. But if you can get him up there, get him away from his security, and then I can strike. Mike, listen to me. And Mike, you strike. You shut your dirty little mouth. What? I am Bilbo Biltong. Bilbo and the Sherpas, it's my life's work. 
one of the partiers momentarily wakes up and is like, Bilbo, baby, give us a song. Where did I keep my brass knuckles? Where have they gone? Uh, I, uh, Bilbo clicks his fingers and um, Sweaty and Big Karen come in. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of these. They're, they are boring me. Right, you are, Thief. On it, boss. And they are carried out and slung out of the club. I am serious fucking business. I have been around for decades. And this is to be my final hurrah. My final moment on the stage in front of an adoring crowd. I've put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot, a lot of dollar. I've brought on this, this wimpy mason guy. Hey, hey, there's nothing bad about him because he's a stone carver, but he is wimpy. What's bad about him is that he showed him, showed me up in that rehearsal. He got too big. He's learning, he's learning. He is. He's still got one final part of his training to do, but we'll come to that perhaps in act two. Oh, right, okay, yeah. I forgot my train of thought. I'm very, very old. What I'm saying is, you want me to share the stage with someone that's been robbing me? Yeah. The last time I will be on the stage, photographs will show me standing up with this piece of shit. Yeah, but then I kill him. You need to do something for me. You've got to use your sway within your weird twin family. All right. You know the penultimate song that we play? It's one yeah. of your favourites. Remind me, what's it called? Agamemnon's Bliss. Agamemnon's Bliss. You know the three-minute theremin solo? Yeah. That I had yeah. graciously passed over to Sue to play? Yeah. This is my final gig. Right. I want that solo. You want the three-minute theremin solo? I won't solo. be able to convince her. She'll throw some witch spell on me if I try and convince her. And she's she'll, known for that. She'll upset everybody and she'll refuse to play. That's a good point. She plays five instruments. I need her in the band. If she walks... You've lose the harp. And the harp's integral. Exactly. I've got a plan. What we do is we have you both with theremins. I just lower the fader on hers. She'll never know. Because there'll still be a theremin playing. It's not like she's a talented musician who would be able to differentiate between two theremins. My plan, like all my others, is flawless. She'll never know. You'll get the solo. If you allow me that solo, that last moment, yeah. you make sure all the lights are on me, all the focus yeah. is on me, and I get my grand finale. Yeah. At the end, we'll all come on stage. We'll all link arms, hands on backs. We'll all take a bow, and I will welcome Mr. Tito onto the stage. Yeah. And I will ask my security, I'll ask Big Karen and Sweaty Jim, yeah. to hold back his guards. Yeah. And you can have your moment. Amazing. What could be more metal than a man being beheaded live on stage? Nothing. Nothing. You got yourself a deal. And he uh, yeah. offers you a tiny hand. I shake it with a massive paw. So it comes back to me to conclude Act 1. Big climactic Act 1 finale. So Matt, do you wish to establish or do you wish to resolve? I think this time I will resolve because I don't have a clear scene idea in my head, and I would like all of you to drop me in it. Okay, Alex. Very well. Nat, what do we think? Maybe this is back at the workshop, mm-hmm. um, which you're having to close down, moment, like temporarily at least, because everything's being focused on this tour, this one last show, not a tour. 
and obviously the master is no longer there to run it and mm. you're both busy. So you're there, you've got to shut everything down for now and you notice the sword is missing. Yeah. Like the sword has already been taken. We've established yeah. that's an easy thing yeah. for Mike to have done. Yeah. Could we get Tito himself involved? Ooh. <gasps> Could yeah. Tito come and visit? That's interesting. So at the workshop, I think Greg has been inside the workshop wrapping stuff up, like literally wrapping some of the carvings, uh, putting like dust sheets over them, packing up the kitchen, reverently and sadly packing up the master's corner, the camp bed and the little camp stove, all the pot noodle debris. So that's all done and Greg sort of turns and takes one last look at the workshop space and steps back out to pull the shutters down and looks up and sees. Is the whole block of stone gone or just the sword? Probably the block of stone and the sword. <laughs> Dragging it down the street. <laughs> You've become a, a Dark Souls villain. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So Greg looks up and sees that the block of stone with the Zweihander through it is missing from above the uh, workshop door. Looks down and sees like a gouge in the concrete where it's been dragged like absentmindedly pulls the shutter down and starts to follow the trail and with his eyes glued to the floor his eyes light upon a pair of shoes very well polished shoes with pointy tips as uh, his eyes go up they take in the form the tall handsome form of tito luna who is a club owner and so he's dressed as such. He's dressed like he's straight out of Miami Vice. He's got like a pastel suit yes. with the sleeves rolled yeah. up. Slick, yes. slick back hair. And wearing a, sunglasses. And his PA Meredith. And Meredith yeah. is there as well. Alligator skin tie. Alligator skin tie, absolutely. Smells of Paco Rabana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bright white smile. And actually, I think Greg has slightly changed his appearance. Like has been, the band has been helping Greg uh, update his style. And so his uh, hair and beard are like a little bit more intentionally hair rock now, rather mm-hmm. than just being uncut and untidy. And he is wearing uh, an old, old, very overwashed uh, Bilbo and the Shepherds t-shirt. Knock, knock. <laughs> Hello. Uh, really sorry. I know you're probably closing up. Um, just wanted to quickly introduce, uh, are we speaking to Mr. Nevin, isn't it, Meredith? Uh, yes, it's Greg Nevin. Greg yeah. Nevin, hi. Hello. Oh, yes, that, that's, that's me. Um, who, Greg, who um, might you be? Tito Luna, uh, as I said, this is uh, my PA Meredith. Hello. Are you um, sure it's me you're looking for? Uh, I believe that Hello. we are. Thank you, uh, Meredith. Hello. Hello. What? We, I believe we are standing... <laughs> I believe we are standing in the presence of the new lead singer of Bilbo and the Sherpas. I can see it in his eyes. Oh, I, 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 I was under the impression that wasn't public knowledge yet. There's a big handover planned. There is, there is indeed. So, uh, as I said, I'm Tito Luna. I am the manager at uh, the Beanstalk Club. You might have mm. might have heard of us. Oh, that, <laughs> that's how you know. I see. You're, I see. You're I playing your first gig at, at my little club. You see. Oh, I'm so sorry. I haven't met you before. No, stop it, you silly sausage! And absolutely, I won't have any of that. It's us that was rude in not coming down earlier, isn't well, that right, Meredith? We just wanted to come down and well introduce ourselves because, as I'm sure you know, the very first gig or the gig that set Bilbo and the Sherpas uh, up was at my club. 
I've read that on their Wikipedia. Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to you know, introduce myself to say hello and moving forward as the front man uh, of the, the band, um, hopefully we can, you know, continue to be really, really good friends. And he patronisingly gives you a little <laughs> little punch on the shoulder. Oh, well, I mean, I mean any any friend of uh, of, of uh, Master Bilbo's is, is a friend of mine. Absolutely. And Meredith, sorry, sorry and Meredith, did you, you bring the gifts? Oh, yes, yes, I did. Oh, no, you really shouldn't have. Oh, stop it. Go on. <laughs> uh, Meredith is in, like, an impeccable white suit, like, sharp shoulders, like, 80s-style sharp shoulders, like, perfectly coiffed blonde hair, and again, like, a matching perfect smile and uh, sunglasses, and she's got this tiny little handbag out of which she somehow manages to pull, like, a box that looks like it's far too big to fit in there. <laughs> And it's, again, impeccably wrapped, like, glossy silver paper. No, silver's too uh, trashy. Like, <laughs> glossy black paper. Mm. Um, and passes it over. Thank you, Meredith. Mm. Oh, well, this is, this is so generous. Am I, am I supposed to open it here? Just a token of our affection. Don't feel you need to open it in front of us. It's not Christmas Day, is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, uh, th- uh, thank you. Um, not at all. We are very, very excited to... Having you grace our little stage. If, if this is if this is the uh, that what I can expect from my life going forward, the sort of uh, it's it's I'm so happy that you're happy because I I do worry about replacing. It's big shoes to fill, you know. Bilbo has been at the top of his game for many many decades, but I'm sure you'll match him. And actually, his shoe size is uh, is only eight and a half, so. Yes, absolutely. He oh, does yes. buy his shoes from um, from Mother Care, I believe. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Absolutely, specially made. Well, anyway, we won't take up too much of your time. We just wanted to stop by and say hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. And they just both <laughs> smile at you without moving. As Tito and Meredith just sort of stare beatifically, slightly glassily at Greg, he sort of tries to meet their stares, can't, and then just sort of sheepishly like while still trying to look them in the eye just starts unwrapping the gift mm. to see what's in it unwraps the black paper has, struggles with it a little bit can't quite get the ribbon off oh let me help you with that oh. puts a hand on his hand and just <laughs> open, helps him open it thank you meredith you're welcome the paper comes off the ribbon comes off and greg gazes upon what is inside This has been Monumental Exit, a studio production from Merely Roleplayers, starring Matt Boothman as Greg Nevin, Natalie Winter as Sue Sherpa, Alexander Pankhurst as Mike Sherpa, and Josh Yard as Bilbo Biltong. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing Fiasco, a role-playing game by Jason Morningstar, published by Bully Pulpit Games. Head to bullypulpitgames.com to find Fiasco and many, many Fiasco playsets, including After the Music Stopped, the one we were playing. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on!
This season of Merely Roleplay is brought to you by the Freemasons! <laughs> <laughs> Nardicult. <laughs>